Shortlisted is brought to you by Future Women's Jobs Academy. Getting back to work after a career break isn't easy. Future Women's Jobs Academy is a free online program supported by the Australian Government. It's proven to increase confidence and connect women with meaningful and flexible jobs. Apply today at jobsacademy.futurewomen.com. We'll support you to find the right job and thrive. Nothing makes a person go weak at the knees quite like a job interview. Enter Shortlisted, a podcast by Future Women where Helen McCabe and I hold your virtual hand, walking with you every step of the way, right to the interview door and straight onto the shortlist. In this bonus episode, we are tackling the age-old problem of ageism. Participants in Future Women's Jobs Academy have told us that this is something they're really worried about and in some cases have experienced. So how do you respond in an interview where the employer clearly thinks your age means you're not the right culture or skills fit for the job? So, Jamila, we want to explore what to do when your interviewer is half your age and assumes you don't know anything. (laughs) So, like... I hear this yeah, all the time. I'm laughing out of discomfort because I don't think there is anything more uncomfortable in a job interview setting than when you've got a young person who is oblivious to the fact that they don't have a whole lot of experience interviewing an older person with a ton of experience but not necessarily the skills or experience in that role or industry or company who is feeling frustrated and grumpy that they're being interviewed by a child And then the child doesn't even realise they're a child because they're so confident and blasé. But the reality is that in a workforce where we have an ageing population and there are more older employees in the workforce than ever before, older workers now make up 34% of the Australian workforce, but they make up 53% of discouraged people who are looking for jobs. So often the person looking for a job is going to be older than the person hiring the job. And as awkward and frustrating and perhaps even, I don't know, messing your ego around a bit, as much as that's the case, you've got to find a way to get past it because it will often be what happens to you. Can I just segue for a minute and say I spent a lot of time in Canberra this year and last year, talking about what an older worker is. Yeah, what what defines older? <laughs> so, what do you think an older worker is? How old is an older worker? Oh, my gosh. Mm. You don't think you've ever thrown me under the bus quite that much. I did in the last episode, I think. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, I, I would have said over 55. Officially, it's over 45. Whoa. Yeah. That feels close. Yeah. So... That in itself is something that needs to be addressed because if we're all going to live to 120, being 45 is not going to be an older worker Mm. very quickly. So I think this entire episode is going to be about reframing ageism and what is old anyway. And I think the starting point is 45 is not old. So anyone who's listening out there going, ah, you're not old, it's completely okay because there is a skills and labour shortage And organisations everywhere are now acknowledging that we need to think about age completely differently if we're going to 
fill roles in this country. Mm. And that's an exciting development. So with that in mind, what do you do when your interviewer is half your age and assumes you don't know how to use Word (laughs) or a laptop or your mobile phone? Well, I think the first thing is you need to know your rights because ageism is a thing. And while you and I are going to try and combat it really hard in this conversation, ageism does exist in our workplaces. Not all the time. I think you shouldn't overread into it, but it is possible that you will meet someone who is interviewing you who is ageist. And so I think at a really base level, you need to make sure that you know your rights. It is, of course, against the law to discriminate on the basis of age during a recruitment process. So if you're, for example, hearing from your interviewer that they are concerned that the role is too junior or too senior for someone of your age, they shouldn't be doing that. They should be asking directly about the seniority of the position and not assuming that your age might be an issue. If you feel uncomfortable at any point in an interview that there are comments being made or questions being asked that you don't want to answer, I think you need to have a clear way of interrupting, intervening, saying, sorry, I'm not really comfortable with talking about that. I'd like to move on to and move on to a positive. Now, it's quite possible that if something like that happens to you in an interview, you don't want that job anymore. And I would be very understanding of that. So you may want to just get out of there as quickly as you like, or you may want to really stand up to that interviewer and say, not cool, mate, not on. You can't speak to someone like that. However, if you do want the job, if you do want to push forward and you suspect that you're feeling uncomfortable, but there is some unintentional bias showing through, then I think you need to have some ways where you can politely but firmly refuse to answer a question and move on to something that you would like to talk about. So the other thing that's worth doing in this circumstance is to get a better understanding of the demographic of the organisation. You can always go online and look at the company's annual general report, its values, its imagery, to get a little bit of a sense of where it's coming from. And quite often today, the values of an organisation is pretty prominent. So you can look at whether they do hire men or women over 50. And that will give you a bit of an indication of whether they're going to be open to hiring you and whether they've got practices and pathways in place to make the experience of walking into an organisation as a 50-year-old and feeling comfortable. So I'd recommend doing that. It's also something you can then lean on when you're getting that uncomfortable question. You can, you know, smile and say, I've read your company values and you recommend, you know, diverse workplaces with diverse opinions and experiences. I come to you as a 50-year-old who's raised four children and has got three degrees. That's a pretty diverse set of skills and I'm here to talk to you about those. So, give yourself a little bit of room to manoeuvre when you're in those tricky spaces and it can be helped if you know how the company publicly at least pictures their values. If you feel uncomfortable going into an interview, if age is something that you are anxious about and you're worried about how someone might respond to you, then do a little bit of reassurance work. There are a bunch of episodes you can go back to in this podcast that are about confidence, that are about breathing, that can mean that you prep for that interview and calm yourself down. But also remember that there are enormous advantages to being someone who has experience. As someone who has been the person in the workforce that has very little experience and been the one who has a lot of experience, we all know once you've been in the workforce for a while that there are things you cannot 
know implicitly that you can only gain by doing the job and doing the job over a period of many years. So don't underestimate the value of your experience, no matter where in the workforce that experience has been. Also remember that you have a level of professional knowledge and knowledge potentially of the history of that industry that is important and that it is relevant. An organisation is never going to progress effectively if it doesn't understand its past, if it doesn't understand the context of where it's come from in that industry and what's gone wrong, what's worked, what hasn't worked, where other companies have won or failed, where other government departments have tried that and it hasn't worked before. If you bring that kind of knowledge, that kind of understanding and experience, they are positives. They are not negatives. It might also be worth looking around your friends and family and picking up a relevant mentor. And that mentor might be a 30-year-old. It might be a 25-year-old. If you feel like you just need a bit of schooling about what the organisation thinks and does and what systems they work on and, you know, where they have their lunch breaks or coffee breaks. You just want to feel more part of a younger organisation. Go and ask someone to help you and, and ask all those questions because we now know that mentoring works two ways. You can mentor a younger person and a younger person can mentor you and there is enormous benefits for both. So perhaps you might just need to spend a bit of time with someone in their 30s or in their 20s to give you the confidence that you need to talk about the stuff that you know that you're missing in your, either you can be your social media, it can be your books or podcasts, it can be culturally, although many of you will have children probably that can help, but I'd recommend just building up that knowledge a little to give you more of the confidence that you can work into an organisation as a 50-year-old and feel comfortable. Helen, I want to go to a couple of those coded use of language that are sometimes done by an interviewer where you're sitting there and they're asking one thing, but you know they're actually trying to figure out another thing. So, for example, if an interviewer is clearly concerned that you're going to be resistant or uncomfortable reporting to someone who is younger than you, how can you kind of show them and prove to them in an interview that they don't need to worry about that. Look, I think what you're getting to here is the mindset about going into a role as a 50-year-old, and I'm using 50 broadly. You can be 40, you can be 70, and finding yourself reporting to a whole bunch of people and all your team are younger than you. So that will be, for some people, difficult and hard to get over. And all I can say is that's a mindset you're going to have to work on. You're going to have to get used to the idea that at some point that everyone you work with and report to is likely to be younger than you. This is just the way the world is. So I do think before you go into the job interview, you have to make peace with that, that that's okay. Make peace with who you are and make peace with what you bring, knowing that you bring a whole range of skills and some people want to draw on your experience and some people won't. Some people will always know better, even though they've done half of what you've done. But you need to get into the mindset that that is going to happen and that that is okay. Because there is no point taking a job where you're constantly angry, defensive, uncomfortable with that power shift. That's just the way it's going to be. Is that too much tough love? Not at all. 
what if I've made peace with that? Yes. What if I have come to a really good place? I am eager and excited to get back to work. I am hopeful to learn from younger colleagues or younger bosses, but I'm in an interview situation and I can tell that this younger interviewer is worried that I won't be able to do that. How do I convince them? I think you have to find an example that demonstrates that a long time ago you worked out that the person you're going to report to and that your colleagues are going to be older than you, but that you still bring X, Y, and Z to the table. Because what an interviewer is looking for is a cultural fit and someone that's going to bring an X factor to the team. The X factor that you bring to the team will be your experience. And if you can demonstrate that your experience and your age is valuable and demonstrate that you're not defensive about it and that you're not likely to be irritated by the youth of the team around you, then you're a really good shot at getting the job. What if terms like cultural fit and technically proficient are being thrown around in a way that makes you go, they're saying, aren't you too old for this job? How do you reset or reframe a conversation to make sure that you can push back on that without being rude? Then I think the answer is similar to the answer we give when we're talking about career transition or career breaks. I'm excited to be a part of this team. I'm excited by the prospect of bringing new insights and a different outlook to what you do. I love working with diverse teams and celebrating job success of my colleagues. I'm an avid learner. I'm a lifelong learner. I look forward to learning the platforms and I would say, you know, you should have done a bit of research before you go to find out what platforms they are using if possible and sharing my own insights. I think if you've got concerns around some of those skills, and I and I speak into many mentor sessions where older women are concerned around some of the platforms that are used, and I'm thinking Asana, I'm thinking Excel, I'm thinking Google Meets, go and do a little bit of research on those and just familiarise yourself with how easy they are. They're not complicated, they sound complicated, and just spend a little bit of time playing with those platforms. I just think that will give you a little bit extra confidence, Mm. but don't be put off by those questions and don't hesitate from expressing your enthusiasm for the role and bringing your experience to the role. I think enthusiasm covers all manner of sins, right? And no matter what you are not super confident about or what you're unsure about or what you don't know, if you're enthusiastic, unless you're a brain surgeon and that's the job you're going for, most people are going to be impressed by that enthusiasm. So I don't think there's anything wrong with saying if you are sensing that there is a concern about your technical proficiency, saying, you know what, it has been a while since I've worked in a workplace like this one and I am sure the tools have changed. What I would love is if you could let me know the platforms and the programs that you're using in your organisation so I can make sure I'm 100% up to date before I join you in January. And it's quite likely that they've got onboarding programs anyway. So, yeah, you could you could say things like, you know, any advance notice you have about the onboarding process would be appreciated and you can get up to speed in, in your own time. But don't be scared of those platforms. And don't be embarrassed by your age. That's, I think, the final thing we need to pause on here. We are a society that doesn't value age the way that we should, but that's not the case around the world. I think culturally 
here in Australia, we could do a whole lot better at recognising what we can learn from having a diversity of age groups in a workplace and valuing the experience and the knowledge of people who've been in the workplace a little bit longer. So I think lean on that knowledge, lean on that experience. Don't be ashamed of it, be proud of it. Yes, I mean, that sounds good in theory, but what if I am convinced that saying I'm 62 means I won't even get an interview, so I've said I'm 52? Well, I don't think you should lie, generally. I think that's a good lesson in job interviews, full stop. Don't lie. There's nothing wrong with omitting information. So I think if you were asked about your age and experience and if you feel so uncomfortable about saying how old you are, don't say it. Lead with, yeah, I've been around a while and I've been working in this space for a long time and that means I bring with me X, Y and Z. It also means there's probably some things I've got to learn, particularly in the X, Y and Z space and that's why I'd love to know in advance what I can go away with to make sure that on day one I can hit the ground running. And we're right in saying that they can't ask your age anyway. No, I think you need to volunteer that information. That's right. So you don't have to volunteer it and it's none of their business and that's a problem you can tackle later once you've got the job. Shortlisted is produced by Future Women's Jobs Academy. To apply to join, head to jobsacademy.futurewomen.com or go to futurewomen.com to become a Future Women member today.